McDaniel here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. What's up? What's up, incredible people? You are so loved and valued, and I'm so grateful for your life, and I'm so glad that you're here. Y'all, you've tuned into the Have You Heard podcast. I'm your host, Emma Mae McDaniel, and I couldn't be more stoked that you've joined me and our incredible guest, Baylor Wilson, musician, lover of the Lord. This conversation is going to be a sweet one. So friends, grab your headphones and let's get into the word. Welcome to the Have You Heard podcast. Thank you. This is so fun. You are like radiating. I love you already. I know we just met, but I want to hang out every day. (laughs) I want to hang out every day with you too. I was literally like before our our time together, I was listening to your new EP, Joy Comes in the Morning. And I was like reading through your story and I was just ministered by the Lord through your life, having not even met you yet. So I, to say that I've been excited about this conversation is a little bit of an yes. understatement. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is so yeah. fun. I love, I love talking about Jesus in any way, shape or form. So mm, let's too. do it. <laughs> I love that. Well, to kind of get everybody acquainted with um, how you got to where you are, I know I, I definitely want to talk about your new EP, Joy Comes in the Morning, but I also really want to talk about like how you got even into the music industry, how yes. that came to be. Yeah, so <laughs> I love this question because I never planned to be in the music industry. <laughs> that was, I was not something I grew up like drawing on a dream board or something. I just, mm-hmm. I didn't know that's where I would end up. Now, so thankful I'm here. Obviously, it's where the Lord wanted me. But when I was growing up, I'm from Dallas, Texas, originally. And my mom owned a cheerleading gym, like a competitive cheerleading gym. She owned it? Yeah, she was the coach and the owner. Wow. So, yeah, my parents divorced when I was really young. We can talk about that later if you want to. But my mom moved me back to Texas, where she's from. And she was like, I need a job. So I guess I'm going to open a cheerleading gym <laughs> and, wow. and yeah, she, she opens up this gym and, and she had no idea that she was doing ministry before. Like she didn't know that that could be a ministry setting, mm-hmm. um, just pouring into to girls' lives, you know? Yeah. And so I grew up running around this cheer gym, tumbling and jumping and flipping and all this stuff. And when I turned 16, I was a pretty serious athlete on this cheerleading team I actually left my mom's gym because she didn't have the level that I needed at that time. I like out leveled her gym or whatever. And so I left that gym, went to another one, which I think was healthy at that point to like have a little separation. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But during that time, there was there was some family stuff going on. And, and from what I can remember, I was just kind of an angsty teenager that needed to like mm. get out some emotion and, and kind of process some things. And I was always a journaler, like a diary girl. So Me too. I, I did hard yeah I did that I think I'm a fan I'm a fan of the journal and the diary uh if you can say it in your journal get it out you don't always have to say it out loud (laughs) yep (laughs) but anyhow so during that time middle of high school I remember feeling like okay I'm I need something more than the journal more than the diary I don't know so I asked my mom if she could get me a guitar I was like can we get a guitar 
I don't know why I suddenly want to play, but I do. And so she buys me a guitar for Christmas that year or something like that. And I got on YouTube, taught myself how to play a few songs and fell in love with like the therapeutic nature of like music and just playing and singing. And, and then I found myself connecting the two things, my journal and my music, and it became songwriting. I didn't even know. I was like, I didn't even know what songwriting was. I was just kind of like yeah. writing poems and then putting them to melodies. And so that's how I got into oh, music. Wow. And then obviously like that, that took, wow. you know, flight and, and the industry thing, I kind of fell into, um, moving to Nashville. And I can talk about that in a little bit too, if you want me to, but I definitely want to go into pretty that. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Wow. And I, I do want to like hone in a little bit on the fact that you went through this time of like your family being in a tough spot. You probably were feeling lots of like, of heavy emotions. It was probably like, yeah, not, not easy. And I think it's not just so cool that you like, I don't know where you were at in your walk with the Lord at that point, but like the fact that you chose an outlet of playing music, I hope that that encourages somebody to know that like, yeah, there are ways to process the emotions that you're feeling that are real and that that make the part of what makes you human. (laughs) And you can process through those things and let those things out in a way that is can be helpful for you rather than hurtful to you. And kind of go into that just a little bit of like, how that was an outlet for you in a tough time. Yeah. I mean, that's so good. I think about it. And now that I know the Lord intimately, it's like he, his spirit was drawing me to worship him. That's incredible. Whether, whether I knew that or not. And I think it's really, it's really, um, it's really common, unfortunately for us as believers to use the gifts that God gives us in a, in a not so holy way or in Mm. a not so worshipful way. So whether I knew it or not, I, I knew a couple Christian songs, but as soon as I figured out I could play guitar and people started applauding me, I was like, oh, oh, okay. I'm going to play whatever uh-huh. I want to. I'm going to yeah. do what I want to with this gift, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it became what started as like a really pure outlet in my bedroom quickly turned into, oh, like I could be on the voice or, you know what I mean? Like you just start to yeah. like to take what God gives you. And instead of just letting him plan out your life, which by the way, he already does that. We just try and think that we can do it. (laughs) You know, we start to kind of try and think we can take control. And so what the reason, let me back up a little bit. The reason that I was even playing guitar was because my mom and my stepdad at the time were walking through a divorce and, and they had been, they had been married. Let's see. They had been married for about five years at that point. And, um, my mom had been married and divorced a few times. It's part of my, my testimony and story, but this time I really enjoyed this stepdad. Like he was like probably my favorite father figure at that point. And he had two kids of his own. And so we were this blended family and I'm this, I'm the oldest of four at that point. And, and so there was just all these emotions and questions and, and, and thoughts I was having, you know, Mm -hmm. and so yeah, I have a I have a huge heart for anyone that's walked through a divorce as the child or the parent. Just in general, I, you know, I just have so much compassion and and patience for that story, uh, just because yeah. I've been through it. So I picked up this guitar, yes, to be an outlet, but also my mom jokes. She's like, it was like free therapy for me. Mm-hmm. Like sh- she didn't have to pay for therapy during those years. Now I've done therapy, but during those years, <laughs> 
during those years, it I helped didn't, you. It helped, yes. Yeah. So I would just play and mm-hmm. sing and and write out, you know, emotions or stories that I could come up with, and and then of course my family would come over and like we'd have house concerts or whatever. Um, so yeah, it it definitely was a healthy. I like I like how you said healthy versus hurtful uh, way of of outletting all the things that mm-hmm. I was walking through. And you can do that through anything. It's not just music. You can paint, you can go on a walk, you yeah. can go on a run, you can start a podcast. You know what I mean? Like it's real fun. It's real fun. I, I've done <laughs> it too. I started one, uh, let's see, eight months ago. And, and it's, it's so, isn't it so much fun being able to yes. talk to people? And you learn so much. You're so ministered to, and you feel kind of spoiled. It's like a Christmas gift every week. <laughs> yes, I love so, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so good, though. I hope, yeah. for those of you listening, I hope that you're encouraged that if you're going through a tough time, you're not alone in it at all. You mm. are in the company of every human on earth. Um, yeah. There are good, beneficial ways to process through those very real and legitimate things you're experiencing. Um, so I just mm-hmm. hope that's encouraging. Um, yeah. I want to. I want you to talk about going back to cheerleading a little bit. So you were talking, speaking of thinking that like you know the plans for your life, you're in control of what the next <laughs> step is. You went and tried out for the cheerleading team at University of Oklahoma, and yes. it didn't really go how you thought it did. <laughs> I yeah. read that, and I was like, whoa. Ooh, you're like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny. I think in high school especially, I think, you know, you're a part of all these activities and sports and clubs in your school, or or maybe you're just homeschooled, but you still, you go outside and you do things, and you're really starting to learn what you're interested in, right? And for me, I had grown up, people say I've grown up in the church. I didn't, I grew up in a cheerleading gym. And, mm-hmm. and, and so for me, that was like, that was my nature to, to tumble and to stunt and to perform in a, in a team environment called competitive cheerleading. And yeah. so, but in the midst of that, like I've, like we've been talking about, I, I started playing music, but I didn't think that I could like make that my life. I didn't know how that could be mm-hmm. a thing. So I continued walking the path that I thought was my life, which was cheerleading. And so my senior year, my mom and I drove down to Oklahoma and, and I tried out for collegiate cheerleading at the university of Oklahoma, which is like a huge deal in the cheer world. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Big deal. Like we're talking like thousands, maybe millions, probably not millions, but thousands of cheerleaders want to be a career, a collegiate cheerleader. Like you work your entire life to do this. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so here I am little old Baylor, 17 or 18, years old thinking I got this thing like done like I am gonna make this team I've already I was born for this <laughs> for such a time no I'm just kidding uh <laughs> I'm totally kidding but so I get there and and man I try out for the team and I don't make it I don't make the team and I remember the feeling that I had was a combination of obviously disappointment shame uh confusion like, what? Why me? Like, why is this door shutting that so clearly I thought was supposed to be open? Why? Why is my way not happening? You know, like, and then at that point, I didn't really know God intimately enough to to blame him, which I don't recommend, by the way. But, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, a lot of people take that route. You know, when you get when something doesn't happen, you turn to either, I don't know, your parents or yourself, some people blame yourself, or some people Mm -hmm. blame God. That's not what I did. I really, I really blamed myself, I think. And I also, 
I also just was like, what? I was just so confused. Why is this so caught off guard? Mm -hmm. So caught off guard. Like, wait, me? I'm not. And I also, I will say this. I feel like I should say this because I think a lot of talent, there's so many talented people in the church. God literally gave us all gifts, right? So it's Mm -hmm. amazing. (laughs) We're all very talented, whether you know it or not, everybody is Mm -hmm. in their own way. And I think for me, I had always kind of made the team or made the the play, Mm -hmm. or I had always kind of been accepted. And so this was kind of one of my first times to try out or audition for something and have the door slammed shut. And so my pride was being very tested in that moment. Like, what are, what's your reaction going to be? You know, but here's yeah. where the light comes in the story. Cause God is so amazing and sovereign. And he really does that verse for, I know the plans I have for you. He really does know he really is God. <laughs> um, yeah. We were staying at this bed and breakfast. Yeah. We were staying at this bed and breakfast. And I remember coming back from finding out I didn't make the team and telling this lady who owned the bed and breakfast about the whole situation. And every time I tell this story, I'm like, this is so God. Like this doesn't even, it feels like a movie. Like I'm sitting on the front porch of this bed and breakfast with my mom, very sad, teary eyed. And the woman comes out and she's like, well, where else are you looking? Like what other schools are you looking at? Mm-hmm. And keep in mind for, for I, I'm, I have a feeling that your audience is college age, maybe a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So your senior year of high school, you're supposed to know where you're going by May of senior year, right? Yeah. Right. Like that's a little bit stressful. Okay. So, yeah. so you can imagine, I'm like, this lady's asking me where else I'm looking. And I'm like, lady, I mean, I, I mean, I think I applied to this school and this school. And I said, Belmont university. And she goes, Belmont, like Nashville, Belmont. I said, yeah, you know it. I'm in Norman, Oklahoma with this woman. She's like, Belmont. And, uh, and she goes, guess who's staying at the bed and breakfast. And I was like, who? And she said, the nitty gritty dirt band. And I was like, who's that? <laughs> what a name. <laughs> what a name. And all of everybody that hears this, and if it's if it's an older person, like our parents' age, like you'll know who that is. But I looked at my mom at 18. I said, who's the nitty gritty dirt band? And she starts singing, you and me go fishing in the dark. Oh, uh, yes. yes. I love that song. <laughs> I know. It's one of those, it's one of those songs where you don't know the band name, but you know the song. Yes. Yeah. So, so we start talking yeah. to this lady and next thing I know, the band starts walking down the stairs and for the, for the remaining time of that Saturday afternoon, cause they had nothing to do. They start hanging out with my mom and I on the front porch. We had nothing uh-huh. to do. And this is where the Lord can use anyone y'all. And when I tell you, he can, he can use anybody. It's not always going to be the person, the, the person at the end of the church pew, or sometimes it's going to be someone in Walmart. I mean, I'm serious. Mm. Or or someone at a bed and breakfast called the nitty gritty dirt man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and wow. anyways, the, the lead singer looked at me and, and to shorten the story a little bit, he basically said, so what else do you do besides cheerleading? And I was like, well, like, I play music. And he's like, oh, play me a song. So I played in like one of the only songs I had written at that time. And he looked at me and I'll never forget. He said, Baylor, what are you doing in Norman, Oklahoma? You need to move to Nashville. I was like, what? Nashville? And I had so much like Texas pride and I wanted to stay in Texas or Oklahoma area. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know what it was, but in that moment, a switch flipped. I immediately knew, okay, I'm supposed to be in Nashville. I don't know why. And again, obviously it was the Lord. I just didn't really, I didn't put two and two together yet that, okay, God's drawing me to become an artist and a musician. So wow, pretty crazy. 
I, wow, that's just, it's, you kind of just answered it, but I just think it's so cool, like, that you were processing through this disappointment, and it's like the Lord just, he built you up and was like, hey, I, like, I'm aware that you're disappointed, but I want you to know that, like, this is not me like disappointing you this is right. simply me redirecting you to show you something better <laughs> that I have for you 100 percent. wow but it felt I bet you've I mean I've bet you felt yeah. so disappointed in that, that moment yeah in that moment I think especially me as like a dreamer I think a lot of people yeah. that that are that are artistic we kind of have this visual dream board of our life or this visual timeline you know like like I want to say this because I forgot this part at 18, I literally, the dream that I had was to become a cheerleader at the University of Oklahoma and marry a football player. Okay. Like that's, that Taylor. was, <laughs> I just, I, I just think it's so funny to think back to like how, and I'm not against that. And if you are a cheerleader and you marry yeah. a football player, that's amazing. And that's beautiful. But at that moment in my life, God had something completely different. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was so much better. It was so much different looking, but so much better. And and something I want to I want to mention that I've learned in in the last few years going to my church I go to is a lot of times we form these pictures in our mind of what we think our life's going to look like, or or what we think our dream is supposed to be, or our timeline, right? And yeah. my pastor always says she's like, you got to burn those pictures because when they don't happen that way, it is a recipe for disappointment. Mm-hmm. And so when you burn them, you can actually trust the Lord with with his plan and his picture for your life. And I promise you, whoever's listening to this, I promise you that his way is 100, 1000, 1 million percent better than yours and mine. I promise. Now I will say this, he does plant those dreams in our hearts. So it's not wrong to want to be married or to want to be a true leader or to want to be a musician or be a podcaster, or whatever, a teacher. Mm-hmm. That's, he can plant that in your heart, but we don't like muster up the the stress and the striving to make it happen. It's so tempting. I think in our generation, you know, you, 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 you're raised with teachers that are like, what are you going to major in? And then you're in college and what's your job going to be? And then you're out of college. What are you doing after? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, I wish that that people would just calm down with those things. And like, it's such a common question. It's so, it's, there's so much pressure around that. And instead of it's okay to talk about it and to have a plan and that's beautiful. And I'm all about it but make sure that you're praying and seeking the Lord on his plan and his timing. Because sometimes, like you said, I love how you said he redirects us for a season or a time or maybe forever, but it's, it's the right way if it's him doing it. Very true. It's like in Proverbs three, five and six, where like, so we're told trust God with all of your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. Like I don't think that the Lord would have told us not to lean on our own understanding if he didn't know that we were prone to doing that. He's like, Hey, 100%. I know that you're prone to doing that. I'm going to tell you don't yeah. and just don't submit to me. So instead yes. of, and I love how you acknowledge it's beautiful to dream. It's so yes. good to like cast vision and have plans. But like the Lord says, commit your plans to him. Amen. And he will establish it. So there's a sweet. He will direct your steps. He will. There's a sweet place of being flexible before the Lord and just like 
God, I'm aware that you know that this is on my heart and I believe that you care about it and it matters to you, but I'm surrendering it to you, trusting that if it doesn't happen exactly this way, it's because you had a better way. (laughs) He always has a better way. (laughs) Yes. But well, yeah. And here, I want to encourage somebody out there because, you know, we're very human. And so you could hear us talking about this and be like, okay, that sounds great, Baylor. Like, you know, like surrender and like trust the Lord. Okay, awesome. You know, but how? How do I do that? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I'm again, I'm a very visual person. So oftentimes, let's say I have something in my hands that I, that I really want. Like, for, this is a very silly, but very real example. Recently, I've really wanted a puppy. Okay. Oh, and, Baylor. Okay. And so I had this dream to have a puppy for the last six months. And my husband heard about it every day. <laughs> and he's like, you need to chill you need to let that go because we are not ready yet and and just so y'all know we did get one recently but but oh me and josh haven't gotten one yet yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i'm okay with it but it takes a certain amount of patience and grace Mm -hmm. but i just want to this is such a funny example but i feel like i had this clenched vision like i was holding the puppy dream in my hands but i was clenching it and it caused so much stress it's so silly like when am i gonna get this dog i want a dog But then I would have to travel or I'd have to do something else or, you know what I mean? It just wasn't time. And I kid you not, the week that I, in my heart, opened my hands like this and said, okay, God, I trust you because I wanted my husband to make the decision because I know sometimes I'm a little quick on like, I want it. (laughs) So I was like, Lord, I'm going to let James decide when. And, And so I kid you not, I opened my hands to the Lord. I was like, Lord, if I never get a dog, I trust you. And I meant it. I literally I meant it. I love you, Baylor. I was like, I, I literally, if I never get a dog, because I could die tomorrow. So the dog doesn't really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not, that's not really the most important thing. <laughs> you know what Glad I mean? we established that. I'm just saying, I don't know. It feels like they are sometimes. Sometimes they whatever are dogs. Is. I know the puppy is a funny example, but think whatever you're thinking. It could be, yeah. you want to be a missionary. You want to be a worship leader. No, you want to okay. be whatever the dream mm-hmm. is right you want to be a christian artist like whatever yeah as soon as you open your hands up i'm not saying god always does this because he's not a genie in a bottle and i don't think that that's okay at all <laughs> but i am saying when you open your hands the lord always responds in his way in his timing and for whatever reason as soon as i did that james came to me one day and was like okay i think i'm ready I'm like what that's so sweet <laughs> So, I'm so encouraged by that. Yeah, I don't remember the good. story of you like <laughs> trusting that God cared about your love for your dog. For a puppy. <laughs> like, he cares yeah, about he cares, he cares about, about everything. That. That's yes. so encouraging. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by through different seasons, whether you're a college student figuring out the new routine of this fall semester, or you just got engaged and you're in the process of planning your wedding, or you're a mama and your home is filled with kiddos, it is so important no matter what season we're in that we learn how to rest well, not only physically and getting good sleep, but mentally throughout the day while we're awake that we're resting well. And the Calm app prioritizes this and wants to help you do this. That is why I've partnered with them. And so you who are listening, 
listening, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash herd. So go to calm.com slash herd for 40% off unlimited, y'all, unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash herd. Let's learn how to rest well while we're asleep and while we're awake. is so important, but a lot of times the means by which we get healthier is just being educated and aware of how our body works, and EverlyWell helps us do exactly that. They send tests such as thyroid tests, metabolism, stress and sleep, food sensitivity. They send these tests to your door. You take them and you send them back to their certified labs, and in a matter of days, you get your results back, and it helps you and equips you to be healthier. Me and Josh actually did the food sensitivity test and it was so mind-blowing that some foods I eat every day actually my body doesn't respond the best to and now because I'm aware I can be a healthier version of me and y'all for the listeners of this show Everly Well is providing a special offer with a discount of 20% off of an at-home lab test if you go to everlywell.com slash Emma that's everlywell.com slash Emma for 20% off of your own at-home lab test that's everlywell yeah. Okay, friend, I I want to hear like how because we're talking about the Lord and it's so evident that you love him, like just because your mouth speaks that which fills your heart and how you speak <laughs> about him, it's so evident that your heart is filled with love for him. I mm. want to hear how it was that you came to to know him like when did that happen that like you you met him and you Mm. knew him and how did that like how were you like not even able to keep that from overflowing into everything (laughs) else that you did how did you not even like like the Lord says that like we will bubble over with living water because of the Holy Spirit within us and you can't like if it's your music if it's talking on a podcast like talk about how you met him and why you can't not talk about him Yes. Yes. Okay. So I get to Nashville after this nitty gritty dirt band guide tells me to go there. Okay. Uh-huh. Moved to Nashville and I, I, I enroll in Belmont university and I mean, I immediately started pursuing music, you know, and, and this, this will lead into how I met the Lord. Um, because I really, I really think it's important. These little details, this, the story just kind of testifies to itself. You know what I mean? I love the verse. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And my testimony is Jesus, but there are parts of my story that, that mattered that add up to when he, he met me. So I moved to Nashville. And at that point I called myself a Christian. Um, I had been baptized already, mostly because someone told me to, not because I necessarily understood what that meant or the gravity of it. I didn't really even have a, a comprehension really of what sin really was. I mean, I knew, I knew enough to know that like, okay, sex outside of marriage is a sin. Okay. Getting drunk is a sin, but I didn't know why or what else could be a sin. Like I didn't know like mm-hmm. pride or, you know, worrying, you know what I mean? Like I didn't know these, the Bible yeah. always says be anxious for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know the word enough to know, you know? And so I moved to Nashville and I call myself a Christian, but I was not living in the light. I was not living in, in love with Jesus. I was living 
living 100% in a relationship with the world is the way that I, the phrase that I use. Um, and what I mean by that is, is I was just being swayed to and fro by, I mean, friend groups, by drinking, by partying, doing whatever college things that, um, that are tempting to do when you're at that age. Yeah. And so after my senior year, I get signed to this publishing company. It was a country music publishing company in Nashville. And I get this publishing deal and it's like a huge deal. And again, I had this dream to do it. And then it happened. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Look at me go. I'm so cool. You know, like, it's just so tempting to be like, ah, this is amazing. You know, your, your, your way starts to happen and you, and you're like, oh, amazing. And then you like kind of forget about God or, or you, you don't even know that you don't even have him. I'm just being honest Mm -hmm. here. This is just where I was at. I'm so glad you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I had tons of friends that were Christians and, you know, I was kind of the girl that, that really wanted Jesus, but didn't know how to find him. Like truly, like didn't know how to have him every day. Always. I didn't know that like I could read my Bible and like be ministered to and cry and laugh and like have an actual relationship with Holy spirit, the Holy spirit, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting at this coffee shop a year out of college and in Nashville, that was a regular thing. It still is. I sit in coffee shops all the time. I love coffee shops. <laughs> big, big coffee fan, big coffee shop fan. Yeah. And I was sitting in Nashville and this girl from college comes running over to me and she, she's a friend from college. And she's like, we hadn't seen each other in a while. She goes, Baylor, what are you doing this Friday? How are you? I don't, oh my gosh, you've got to come to this worship night that I've been going to. You will love it. All this stuff. And she was so like, like zealous like that, like big personality, like you've got to come. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, calm down. I will be there. I will see you there. And I had no idea what was about to happen. And I show up to this address she sends me and she, <laughs> she sent me this address. And of course I'm thinking it's a church or a house or something like a, where, where would a worship might be, right? You think church. It wasn't, it was at an auto body car shop. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally random. I remember walking in thinking, what denomination is this? Like, (laughs) this is so weird. Like, did they change your oil while you're worshiping? Like, you know what I mean? So funny. So, well, your heart oil gets changed, you know? Come on. Like, come on, Baylor. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So I walk in and these people were worshiping the Lord. And I kid you not, I experienced like the Mm -hmm. tangible manifest presence of Jesus. I mean, the Holy Spirit in the room was so electric. Like it felt like, um, it felt like a weighted invisible blanket was like wrapping me up, but it felt safe. It didn't feel like weird or like, it didn't feel weird. You know what I mean? Cause in, I'm pretty skeptical in moments like that. I'm not always going to just receive, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I do think there's, I think there's wisdom in that in certain, yeah, that's fine. But in this moment, God was so overwhelming in that moment. Like the father's love was so um, evident. And and I want to say this, they, they weren't like screaming at me or they, there wasn't like lights and cameras and, and I'm not against that, but it was so raw. It was just acoustic guitar and worshipers. Like the atmosphere was set because they were just worshiping God. It wasn't, it wasn't just about the new girl that walked in who happened to be me. Now, later, they obviously welcomed me and were nice and stuff, but they were busy worshiping Jesus. And I loved that. Yeah. It was ministering to me that they were actually, they actually had their eyes on him, which caused me to look to him. And, and so in that moment, I closed my eyes and I mean, I, y'all, I cried off all my makeup. I was a hot mess. 
I, I was, uh, the, the verse that says his kindness was leading me to repentance. I mean, truly, truly, I was giving my life over to the Lord. I didn't really even know what was happening in that moment till later, but I knew enough to know that I hadn't fully given my full heart and full life over to him, full control, you know, like full trust. Which is yeah. salvation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was just kind of like calling myself a Christian, but living in so much bondage. Wow. And 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 so after that wow. night, I I went back to my lifestyle, my country music co-writes, and my I had a boyfriend on and off at that point. And like you, like you asked me a second ago, all I could do was preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. I, you I opened, can't help it. I can't help it because it's his spirit in me. Yep. And obviously his spirit is going to speak about himself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause he's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. And it's so, like Jeremiah who said like, God, if I like, even if I like didn't want to not talk to, didn't want to talk about you, I couldn't because your word is like fire shot up in my bones. <laughs> it's one of my That's favorite verses ever. <laughs> I've got to look that up later and write it on my mm-hmm. forehead because that's literally how I feel. I believe it's Jeremiah 20 verse nine. Okay. Thank you. Everybody open your Bibles. (laughs) (laughs) Highlight, highlight, uh, mark it in your Bible app. But yeah, that's exactly how I felt. It felt like fire and rivers were flowing from my belly. I mean, literally immediately because I was born again. There's no other, there's no other explanation other than I died to myself and my life. I literally Mm -hmm. died and he resurrected me into his life. That's what happened. And so after that, that night, I went back to my co-write the following Monday. I'll never forget this moment. And, and we, I remember sitting with these co-writers and if you can imagine it's country music. So there's these, it's, it's these older guys who write country songs that you hear on the radio. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and they looked at me and they're like, you look different, Baylor. And I was like, well, something happened to me this weekend. And they're like, oh, tell us. And so I started telling them and I didn't even really know how to explain it other than Jesus, Jesus happened to me, y'all. And, and that's what my first single is called. And it's it's called so Jesus good. Happened. <laughs> You'll have to go listen to Jesus happen. And the whole joy comes in the morning EP. You've got to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it, it really, it's so fun. That song is fun. Even if I didn't write it, I would bop to, I would jam to it. Uh, yeah. But I did write it. Thank you, Jesus, for that song. Uh, and so I remember sitting with these guys and like preaching the gospel to them. And these are dudes that probably most likely used to be in church and left the church or something. And I remember just like the, the fire of the Lord, just like flowing, like, like we're talking mm-hmm. about. And I didn't know that I was like, like in ministry at that moment. Like I had no clue what that meant. I didn't know what preaching the gospel. I didn't yeah. know the churchy terms. I didn't know it. And so that's what I think was so radical about my testimony is, and, and every believer's testimony is when you are one way and then you meet the Lord and you're a completely other way, just you being Jesus him, like Jesus being himself through you testifies enough. Like you, you, all you have to do is just burn for him and love him and, and people will see it. Yep. I mean, seriously, the, not only do they see the light radiating from your face, the Bible says that his light will radiate from us, but also, like you said, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, so when we're talking yeah. about Jesus in a certain way, like I love when I meet someone and they talk about him and I'm like, you know him. I'm like, yeah. you know, the Jesus that I know in my closet, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, wow. that's, that's how he happened. Wow. Well, I <laughs> love that you shared that story one, because it is so 
powerful and encouraging and strengthening just to hear the testimonies of other people, to hear about the same God who's working in my life. He's working in their life and the same God who I'm seeking and may not fully like be all about yet. I'm encouraged to lean in when I hear about his faithfulness in the life of like, I just, I'm glad. And now y'all can go and listen to the Joy Comes in the Morning EP and be encouraged knowing (laughs) a little bit more about the story behind how it was written. And I hate when we run out of time because I could talk for hours. I know, Um, I'm the same way. I know, I like love conversations so deeply. I know. Um, But okay. Last question, and it'll be short and sweet. Um, But we talked about like briefly just growing up in a home where it was probably a lot of disappointment wrapped Mm. up in that. Um, Trying out for the cheerleading team, thinking you were going to make it. And you didn't, a lot of disappointment in that. And then you fully surrender your life to the Lord and you're learning about how trustworthy he is and how you can rely on him in the midst Mm. of plans not going how you thought they would. And so with that, um, I just asked like, what Mm. advice would you give to those going through disappointment? Just a little nugget to leave them with. (laughs) Yeah. So disappointment, disappointment is difficult. Uh, It is, it is a very real emotion. It is very um, everyone, everyone in this entire world deals with it. Okay. Something that I would say to anyone walking through that is to let Jesus comfort you. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's very easy to try and like lock yourself in your room or in your car and cry it out on your own and think you're alone, but you're not. The, the, yeah. the thing that really, really, the thing that encourages me when I'm in a disappointing season or in a, in even a moment of disappointment, sometimes they're not a full season. It's just a moment of like, ah, you know, um, is remembering that Jesus is with me and that, okay, Lord, like you said, you'll never leave me or forsake me. Mm -hmm. I don't have to understand what's going on. That, that is a massive trick. I think of the enemy to try and, and, and tempt us to control our situation. See the reason that we're disappointed in the first place is most likely because our situation or our circumstance didn't go the way we wanted. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you can release control over whatever is happening in your life and really allow Jesus to comfort you because he's, he may not give you the answer immediately. Sometimes he's, he's holding off to build your patience. Sometimes he's holding off to protect you from something. Most likely it's a protection, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, in all those moments of disappointment, there's so like, when I think back, I I really do wish I would have more often than not closed my eyes and remembered and lifted my eyes to him in my heart. And remembered he's with me. He's with me in that moment, literally in the moment of disappointment. Like Jesus isn't scared of our, of our tears or our emotion. He literally created, God created us. (laughs) He he is aware. He's fully aware of what's happening, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I would say that's the first thing. The second thing with this appointment is honestly, is asking the Lord why I'm disappointed. That's something that's, mm-hmm. that, that, that will wow, build your intimacy, that will, yeah. in, that will build intimacy with Jesus in the relationship that we're supposed to have with him, you know, to know God is to have eternal life where we are, we are supposed to know him and continue getting to know him. So in moments of disappointment, it's a really vulnerable thing, you know, much yeah. with your husband or your best friend, it's vulnerable. Like, why do I feel this way? And with God, it feels vulnerable, but he loves you. Like, yeah, he is love himself. He loves you no matter what you're walking through. So for me, 
Lord, why am I disappointed? Like what, what about this situation is disappointing me? Like, did I expect you to do something? Did I expect to look a certain way? Did I expect my husband to, you know what I mean? So if you can, in those moments, truly ask yourself, now this, this is real. Like you got to be willing to like go there in your heart, you know? Mm -hmm. And this is where sanctification occurs. Like you truly will be sanctified. Okay. Is to ask, what am I disappointed about? Like, why, why did that even, where did that come from? Where did that feeling start and why? Mm -hmm. Um, That would be my second thing. And then my third thing is scripture. (laughs) (laughs) it's just scripture open the bible and and let god minister through his word let the words Mm -hmm. pierce pierce through all the the stuff and the gunk that's in your heart in that moment and and encourage you and lift you up and hold you Mm -hmm. and and love on you the verse that comes to mind i'm going to read it um is psalm 121 1 through 8 i lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my help come My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He keeps you and you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. God never sleeps. What? He sings songs songs of deliverance over us when we're asleep. Like we have nothing to worry about. We literally have nothing to worry about. Um, The Lord, last, last sentence, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. When I'm feeling disappointed, I read scripture over myself until I believe it. Because because at first, if we're being honest, we're probably like, well, I'm still disappointed. You know what I mean? And then you, yeah. you, you tell your spirit, no, I lift my eyes. I lift my eyes up to the, where does my help come from? Jesus, you're real. I follow yeah. real the, the real Jesus, not just some God that's really far away. You're with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I, yep. I mean? So it's like how David I hope that said, I, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Like, yes, bless him. Bless <laughs> I will him. choose to bless, bless him. him. I don't feel yes. it, but I will choose to bless him, honestly. Yes. So that's just encouraging. Just advice to you guys who are going through disappointment. Let the Lord comfort you. Yes. Let him comfort you. Be in the word. It'll bring life and encouragement and refreshment mm-hmm. to your soul. And how, just yeah. how encouraging how encouraging is the Lord to be so near <laughs> to the brokenhearted? How encouraging is he to mm. understand us? How encouraging is he to give us his word, to equip us and to, to lead mm. us? And how awesome is it that we can, like what you said, go to him with our questions of God, why am I feeling this way? <laughs> and on yeah. our nitty gritty dirt band, we're going to get in the nitty gritty. <laughs> Take me there. <laughs> Take me to the root. Take me there. So, yes. That's just really encouraging. And friend, let people know how they can keep in touch with you, where they can go to listen to your new EP. Cause you need yes. to, um, yes. yeah, just stay in tune with your life because it's a really sweet one. Let them know. Thank you. Yeah. You can check me out on Instagram. That's my main source of social media, but I'm on Facebook and Twitter a little bit, Twitter, not really. In, let's see. TikTok. I just got a TikTok. Uh, I'm preaching the gospel on it. Y'all. I am. Fun. I'm like, if we're going to do this, I am going to preach him and, <laughs> and, and sing him all day long. And then as far as music goes, everywhere you listen to music, um, my EP is a bright yellow EP. I'm in a yellow dress. It looks so good. It's called Joy Comes in the Morning based on Psalm 30, verse 5, which says, though your weeping may last for the night. We're on a theme of, of disappointment. This is so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Though yeah. your weeping may last for the night, joy comes in the morning. And the reason that that's even possible is because Jesus is our joy. It's not like necessarily your emotions always feel joyful. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So yeah, you can check it out. iTunes, okay. Spotify, 
Um, what else? Amazon. You can tell Alexa to play my music if you want to. Yeah. Um, tell Siri. Yeah, check it out. It's it's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you too. <laughs> and y'all, thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast. I love you. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure and give a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't. Comment down below how you were encouraged and what topics you'd like to be touched on, where in scripture you'd like to be taught from. Um, and if you are listening to the podcast via Apple or Spotify, be sure and download, rate, review, share it with all of your people. And you can follow the Have You Heard podcast page on Instagram. It's Have You Heard Podcast. You can follow my merch MMA collection on Instagram as well. And you can stay in tune with just my day-to-day life and what the Lord is doing in my life and the encouragement he's put on my heart to share with you on my personal Instagram page on 1 Corinthians 13 underscore love. Y'all are amazing. I cannot wait to talk to y'all next week and I hope you have the best rest of your day. (laughs) Bye guys. blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. is part of the Converge Podcast Network.